Hello, I'm Natasha Mirosh. Welcome to Extra Virgin Postcards, where I invite a guest from around the world to share what they love about where they live, what there is to see and do, and where to eat and drink. You'll get insights that only a local would know. So whether you're looking for destination information or just armchair travelling, let this Extra Virgin Postcard take you away. Hola, my name is Daniela Sunday Brown, and I'm a freelance travel and food writer. Sometimes I lead food tours, and I run a blog called Hola Daniela. I live in the city of Lisbon, which is the capital of Portugal, a small country with around 10 million people in Western Europe. I've been living here since 2018 when I swapped Brisbane for Lisbon. I've always dreamed of living in a different language and culture somewhere in Europe. So I quit my job, sold my things, and moved here with my long term partner. His dad is originally from Portugal, and so we have some family here that help make Lisbon feel a little bit more like home. I love this colourful, vibrant, sunny city. It feels distinctly European, but has a more laid-back vibe. Maybe thanks to its coastal location, the locals are incredibly friendly and welcoming, and most speak near-perfect English, so it's really easy to travel around if you don't speak Portuguese. What most people don't realise is that Lisbon is the second oldest capital in Europe after Athens. Archaeological excavations near the castle show that the Phoenicians have been here since around 1200 BC. Portugal's age of discoveries in the 15th century is what heralded in Lisbon's golden age. Ships sent to discover the unknown world returned after colonising Africa, India and Brazil with money, gold and jewels from trading spices, slaves, sugar and more. Lisbon's great power came to an end. On November 1, 1755, when a massive earthquake changed the city forever. Candles started huge fires and a tsunami wiped out the downtown. Lisbon is set at the mouth of the wide Tagus, or Rio Tejo in Portuguese. It looks more like an expansive harbour, but in 20 minutes you can swap the heart of the city with its cobbled streets and colourful tiled buildings for golden sandy beaches and surf breaks at Carcavelos, or south of the river at Costa Caparica. One of Lisbon's nicknames is the City of Seven Hills. Many hills means many lookouts, and at the top of nearly every peak, you can find a Miradouro or a viewpoint. My favourite Miradouros are Santa Luzia in Alfama, as it's covered in gorgeous antique tiles and grapevines. There's usually a busker too, playing guitar and singing. I also love Senora Dumont. It's the highest lookout, and it gives you the best views over the city centre and the Lisbon Valley. People often comment about the light in Lisbon. And there's something magic about it, especially early in the morning. You'll see the way the light bounces off every building's colourful glazed tiles. It gives the street this kind of magical glow. If I had three days in Lisbon, I'd spend day one exploring the narrow cobbled streets of Alfama, snacking my way through Baixa, shopping for Portuguese-made ceramics, clothing and conserves in Chiado, and ticking off the tourist sites. I'd end the day at a rooftop bar or a miradouro, eat Portuguese food for dinner, and maybe find some late-night Fado music to end the day. On the second day, I venture out to Belém and eat the famous and oldest Portuguese custard tart. And while here, I'd see the Jerome's Monastery, the Belém Tower and the museums before going to the beach or maybe a nearby winery. Portuguese wine is incredible. Apparently, they drink the most per capita, either in Europe or the world. And perhaps you've never tried any, but that's because they're keeping it for themselves. And I'd use my third day to explore Sintra, a mountainous seaside resort about 40 minutes from Lisbon that was once a summer destination for kings and queens. This is a brilliant day trip where you can spend the day walking forest trails, visiting romantic palaces and castles straight from a fairy tale. 
Every June, Lisbon erupts in a giant, colourful and loud street party that lasts all month. You'll find the party through all of Lisbon's older neighbourhoods where locals construct DIY barbecues and bars and hang bright streamers across the street. The Santos Populares Festival peaks with Lisbon's so-called longest night of the year on June 12. That night, we celebrate Santo Antonio with an all-night street party. Think dancing, drinking and grilled sardines. On a typical weekend, if I stay in the city, I'd visit the Saturday flea market, Feira de Ladra. Then I'd wander through the city, pretending to be a tourist or find somewhere local for lunch in Grasa. Maybe I cross the river to Costa de Caparica for a long lunch with my toes in the sand, a craft of white wine and grilled fish with salad. That evening, I'd make a reservation at a modern Portuguese tashka or a Portuguese restaurant for dinner with friends and maybe kick on a cocktail bar. The next day, I might take a day trip to a nearby coastal village for lunch or venture into the Alentejo region. A land of cork trees, olive groves and vineyards, where the pace just slows right down. My favourite places to eat are called tashkas. That's the Portuguese equivalent of a tavern or bistro. There's a big culture of eating lunch out daily, so these cheap family-run diners serve hearty portions and homely dishes. They're the best place to experience the sheer variety of Portuguese food, from grilled fish to duck rice. Despite all the fresh seafood, the number one ingredient here is bacalhau, which is salted, dried codfish. It's said that there are more than 1,000 recipes with bacalhau, and I suggest starting with one called bacalhau brash. My favourite tashkas are lustor for the octopus salad and pickapau, which is a dish of chopped steak in gravy with pickles. I also love zaydu cornish for the grilled savoury ribs with bean rice and salad, or ultimo porto, is the best place in Lisbon for grilled fish, if you can find it. I always love to visit fresh produce markets when traveling, and in Lisbon, you can visit the Mercado da Rabeira in Caixa Sodre. One half of the Grand Old Market is filled with fruit and veg, fish, eggs, cheese, butchers, and the other half is the Time Out Market, a food hall where you'll find dozens of stalls representing some of the best restaurants in the city. As a local, I generally avoid the food market as it does get a bit busy, but it is a great spot to try lots of different dishes under one roof. I only take friends for slightly elevated modern Portuguese once we've dined at a couple of tashkas. My favourite dining rooms beyond tashkas would be Velho which is a cheap and lively modern place where the young chef has kept the bones of a tashka, but he's just plating up the best versions of traditional dishes and has a fun, vibrant vibe. It's really great. I also love Ufrad, where you want to sit around the U-shaped counter so you can watch the chefs prepare a regional Alentejo food and drink wine that are aged in these huge terracotta talias. The two Michelin-starred Alma is a great tribute to Portuguese dining. And for an unforgettable, rowdy seafood feast, stopping at Cervejaria Romero is a must. And you have to order the scarlet prawns or carabineiros. They will change your life. For a drink, I'd suggest Rocio Gastro Bar. It's the rooftop in the heart of the city that might be a nice place to try green wine or vineyard, a zesty fresh white wine that's slightly effervescent as you watch the sunset and kick back on some comfortable lounges. For something a bit different, my, fa- my other favourite bar is Copa, a cocktail bar that specialises in South American spirits. Here they don't have gin, whiskey, any of the regular spirits behind the bar, but they do have about 30 cachaça which is a Brazilian spirit, which they use to make incredible cocktails, such as the banana old fashioned. Something only a local would know is that if you want to ride the famous rickety yellow tram 28, 
You should take a taxi to Campo di Ri, and right at the cemetery is where the line starts. If you want to get a seat, that's the place to go because it fills up as it comes along the line. That's all from me. Thanks for listening to my postcard from Lisbon. I hope I've encouraged you to come and visit this brilliant, beautiful, colorful city. See you soon. You've been listening to Extra Virgin, a podcast for the Epicurious. You can get more great food and travel inspiration, including stories, recipes, reviews, and more on our website, www.extravirginfoodandtravel.com. You can also follow Extra Virgin Food and Travel on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook, or email us at extravirginfoodandtravel at gmail.com. If you haven't already, go to Apple, Spotify, or Google Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts, to download and subscribe so you never miss an episode. Until we meet again, bon voyage and bon appétit.